Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your fully vaxxed host, Greg Deeds, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How you two been? Well, I'd like to say I think we're both also fully vaxxed. <laughs> so, <yay>. yes, yes. <laughs> I just got my I just got my shot yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, so like my arms. Okay. Um, well, I've had a hell of a week with uh, cooking. I am all scarred up. When I die, the Valkyries are going to mistake me for a shield maiden from all the scars I have. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, man, this is a tilapia incident, you know, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, it's, it's been a week. How about you, Maya? Uh, my Maya. Week's, thank you. Uh, my week's been pretty low-key, pretty mellow. Uh, you know, we're also fully vaxxed, but we were as of a couple weeks ago. Um, just been uh, playing a lot of Red Dead and relaxing, getting on packages to arrive impatiently. <laughs> of course, you know, we do have got some things arriving today, so that I'm looking forward to that. Got a lot of reading that I'm going to have to do uh, because of our adventure that we're starting into. And I don't know if you wanted to save that until later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But later. yeah, I'm great. What uh, you got coming today? Uh, actually, I have uh, four figures from the Mandalorian show the star wars black series uh six inch figures i've got a grief cargo figure coming quill the uh Ugnot, the I that, love quill. yeah uh moff gideon and bo katan they will be here any minute actually hmm. so i and, have nail uh, stickers coming today <laughs> and then i have a fifth edition D handbook that'll be today so I'm going to look through it and see how vastly the differences are between the books that I have. Because I have like over $1,000 in materials, source materials of books that, oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous how much I have. I wish uh, I hadn't sold mine. Oh, I never sold mine. I just, because I've always been wanting to get people together to play. But yeah, we can talk about that later. But, um, Greg, uh, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, getting the second shot, I'm really excited to fucking finally be vaxxed and doing my part. Um, after, uh, Friday, I got really, really, really invested in, like, what happens next in Invincible, which is what we're going to be talking about today, the finale of Invincible. So, literally the past week, I've been just reading Invincible. So that's literally, like, it's been work, uh, that or sleep, I swear to God, like... Any 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 free time I have has been devoted to that comic because it's that fucking good. 
Um, that's awesome. At least to me, it is. Like it's it's so like like I said, we'll we'll talk about the finale here in a second. If you have not watched Invincible, go do that. Come back and listen because it's going to be full on spoilers. Um, but uh, the comic tells the same story as the show, but differently. And I, I know that sounds like no shit. It's a comic versus a show, but um, it's the exact it tells same story. It in a different order. Yeah. So, for example, uh, the story with D.A. Sinclair and the cyborg man that he's creating. Mm-hmm. Um, that storyline with the school, it all of it happens after what happens in episode eight. In the comic. Okay. Uh, the stuff with Titan, the guy who can put concrete over his skin, after Nolan. Mm-hmm. After episode eight. Okay. So. Yeah. And I and after reading the comic, I can tell you right now that a, a lot of the events that happen in, in this season, um, it doesn't matter if they happen before or after. It really doesn't. Because it sets up things in the future. How season two and three will go. I'm not 100% sure I can kind of see it, but if the way that season one went, it won't be told the same, but it'll have, like, it won't be told in the same order, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, but why don't we dive into episode eight, shall we? Uh, oh. Just get, yeah, just go right in. Uh, episode eight uh, starts with, Nolan and Mark having their conversation and Nolan reveals everything, all the truth, hundred percent, the truth uh, that the Viltrumite empire is uh, conquering earths. They are a conquering race of space faring creature of uh, people that look very human. Um, they also believe in culling the weak and only the strong survive. Yeah, well, with their race specifically. Um, yeah, yeah, because like, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to not spoil the comic. Uh, so for this episode, he explains that one of the things that that the Viltrumites will do when they go to planets, if there's no resistance, they are they help the people, like they give them technology. And that he would, if if Mark didn't fight him, he was going to do that with Earth, or at least he he claimed that much. And that's what I remember anyway. You can't say I didn't see it coming. I mean that. Oh, for sure. It was you know, honest truth right there. But my God, I mean, you know. I did I miss at some point where they. Did they ever mention that their race lives for thousands of years? Yeah, they he, didn't he mention says, it until they didn't mention it until this episode. I don't. Okay, think. I wondered. Right. I was like, I don't remember nobody saying that. You know, they lived that fucking long. Because yes, that does absolutely change your perspective on beings that live for a blip of your time. I mean, think about how we treat ants. He's basically treating us like ants. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't good for Mark or Debbie to hear that she's nothing more than a pet to me. That was mm-hmm. 
massively fucked up. Uh, I don't know if it's more or less fucked up than holding Mark in front of a subway train, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah, uh, I the, mean, the, 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 I'll just start again. Gruesomeness in this episode. Absolutely. Fucking dark, dark shit. Like, I can promise you this without spoiling it. This, this is why I want people to read the comic. And why I want people to continue watching the show. Because the show needs to last at least seven seasons. If you thought that was brutal, nothing. Oh, the comic's far more brutal. It gets more brutal. Like that fight between Nolan and and, and, uh, uh, Mark in in the comic was just about as brutal as the show. Things get worse. That's what I'm getting at. Things get worse down the line. Uh, there are, I can't say that. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. <laughs> fuck. fuck. Uh, I, yeah, it dude. It's, I'm excited for you guys to read it. I'm excited for other, like this show to continue. Um, one of my favorite characters throughout the comic is Alan, the alien. And the fact that he's voiced by Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Oh, it's so, it makes me so happy. Uh, yeah. When uh, he came back, we were both excited to see him. So, yeah. Um. Oh man, I, I, really, I, I I'm. What's up? I was gonna say I really enjoyed this episode because you know again I like, I like when Kirkman strays away from typical comic tropes uh, when it comes to superheroes, and you know. A lot of people, if they've ever seen big superhero films, they're going to expect Mark to come out the victor in this. And he absolutely didn't. He was left, you know, beaten and bloodied and basically just a step away from death, you know, except that he's discovered he can't really die, apparently. Or he could, but, you know... At the last minute, Nolan just leaves. Uh, you know, he got his ass whipped, and he got his ass whipped pretty handily. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, and based on what you know, Nolan said and shit, I'm. I was not surprised because, again, the the way this show has gone up until this point, it it was awesome to watch. You know, the scenes were very excellently done, it, but it wasn't a surprise. You know, um, I am enjoying the whole new, uh, and I guess it's not new because I mean, the comics already been out for how long now? A long, you know, but 19 the, years, 18, 19 years. This, this specific but, scene happened about a year after the comics premiere, so. Back like in 2003. Okay. Was it? I so, think the first Invincible comic was published in 2003. His first appearance was in 2002, but his own comic title was 2003. That's right. That's right. But yeah, because he appeared in Savage Dragon. It's Dragons. nice to see that, you know, um, cinema, you know, media that were, were finally taking a more deeper introspective darker look into what it means to be a superhero. 
Yeah. And that's what's so interesting about that is that wasn't basically allowed for a long time. Um, and I'm so happy that we get to live in an age where like, I can still enjoy my cookie cutter superheroes in Marvel and DC, but now we also get to experience like writers who, who worked for Marvel and DC now take their, their characters and tell a completely different story. Um, I mean, this is why the boys is so popular and why invincible was so popular. It's, it's such an interesting, different take, and I and I completely agree with you, Betty. It is, in a sense, refreshing. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, very much so. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited to see. Like like I said, so as as I mentioned, I've been reading the comic. There's 25 tradebacks, um, and I'm on number 13, 13 or 14. So you're uh, about halfway through. Uh, 15. I'm on 15. Nice. Sorry. I just, I just started 15 today. So I finished 14 while you were getting ready. Maya. Um, so as I was mentioning earlier, the way that like the story flows in the comic is a bit different. The stuff with like DA Sinclair is told in very small parts throughout a lot of stuff that's going on. And a lot of stuff you see in, throughout this season happens after Nolan reveals who he is. Um, one of the biggest changes that I noticed was that uh, Mark doesn't meet uh, Cecil until after Nolan beats the shit out of him. Like he oh, wakes okay. up in the hospital room and talks to Cecil for the first time. Uh, but pretty much everything else is the same. Um just uh, another in a different order. Yeah, like like one another big reference or big difference is that Mark's best friend William is uh, is not gay in the comic. He's one hundred percent straight. As a matter of fact, he dates Adam Eve at one point. Okay. Um, and then uh, another difference is like Amber is a blonde white girl in the comic, and a little bit less intelligent than the one in the show. So, so it's you know, changes changes to supporting characters. Do you know have representation in there? Plot wise, uh, almost nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't but, have uh, to really. No, it does. Like, like I honestly, as I was reading, like I I just kind of skimmed over the Titan stuff because it was the borderline the exact same dialogue. So, now here's something I wonder, because you know the Viltrum. They, they send people to other planets to, you know. What you're about to ask, I can tell you right now, the comic does address, and that is spoilers. I can't say anything. I'm just wondering that if there's if there's one, there's more. Is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So there's oh, there's yeah. and, and I've I've got my suspicions of who might actually be one, but I can't say anything because it. I might be right, and that might spoil it. So I'm not gonna say anything. But I mean, yeah, I just won't answer. But you can, you can, you can speculate all you want. Well, I think I Cecil I is also a Viltrum. I don't know why, but I think that Cecil is is one of them as well. So I think he's a lot older. Maybe he'd been there for a hot minute. I will say this: um, when certain arcs are done, 
the comic did this really cool thing where it said at long last the the origin of blah 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 um so you learn the origin of a lot of characters blah 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 of blah 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 so i don't know if the show will do that i imagine they can uh but yeah you learn the origin of you learn the origin of of uh adam eve of of uh of what's his name uh rex who else is a show oh uh uh multi uh duplicate duplicate yeah there's a small thing about her I just almost spoiled by saying the wrong name, so ignore the first part I said. Uh, but yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff that happens. There's there's actually a few things that happen in the comic that I could totally see them not using at all. Like, they're absolutely fucking useless. I don't understand why he wrote that. Like, it didn't, it didn't change anything. So I don't know what was the point. Um, but filler i guess i am fucking know i don't so, know we'll have to wait and see um it, has it been uh, picked up for a season two two season two season and, two three. and three. Oh, cool mm-hmm. so last yeah, friday i think it was announced um no last thursday before season uh one's finale debuted it was announced they renewed it for seasons two and three and they actually uploaded the finale about six hours earlier than normal. So it was actually out Thursday night last week, uh, which was awesome. Yeah, it's so. uh, apparently um, Robert Kirkman was in an interview recently and he was talking about uh, what they want to do with season two and three. I haven't listened to it, but I'm, I'm inclined Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I think anybody who hasn't watched this show by now should check it out because it's definitely it's not what your first impression. I, I say it this is, to you know? I say this to everybody. Watch the first episode all the way through to the end. If you are not inclined to continue watching the show after episode one, then the show's not for you. Yeah, it's not for you. But you know, at least give it a shot because it's definitely not you know it's, it's not your good. Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad that it's animated though. I was I was kind of told my mom this. I was like I'm really happy the show's animated because uh, you can do more with animation. You can mm-hmm. do a lot more with animation, make it more impactful to a certain extent. And episode eight was a huge like uh, obviousness to that. You. I don't think you could do that without massive amounts of CGI in a live action. Oh yeah. Yeah. I say that's just about the same to Jeff. You know, there's just so much more they can do with, you know, especially like blood splatter and all, you know, the freaking tower apartment building falling down. I mean, imagine trying to do that with CGI and make it look good in live action. You're just, it's going to be hard and there's a good chance you're going to fail with animation. You really, you can't go wrong. It's going to increase post-production time. It's going to be way more expensive. Mm. Uh, It's going to take a much bigger crew to work on. So yeah, Uh, the animated. Somebody doesn't leave a Starbucks cup cup in the scene. You know, (laughs) 
Yeah, like, you know, paying, I don't want to say voice actors are, are less than than uh, face, uh, like uh, live action actors, but um, having voice actors not have to put on makeup and not have to do all this extra shit and they just get to voice. And in today's day and age, a lot of people can just have their own sound studio at their house or they can go to a local one that where they don't have to fly them out. So it's, it is, it is cost effective. Even if you have to pay an actor millions of dollars, it's still less than what you have to do on a set. Especially um, during a pandemic. Especially during a pandemic safer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Much safer. So if we could get more animated things is what I'm getting at. I'd love that. I appreciate that a lot. Well, I, I do that. know we have season two of love, death and robots coming soon. I'm oh, I'm so fucking that. excited for that. Betty, did you watch the first season of that? Uh, no, not yet. I have been meaning to for a hot minute, but I haven't gotten around to it. I know. You should definitely take the time to watch that. I think it was like 15 short animated films. Uh, is it 15? Anywhere from 13 to 15. I don't remember the exact number. But yeah. some of them, you know, there's something there for everybody, you know. Uh, my favorite one was obviously different from Greg's favorite one, but yeah. several of our, both of our top, I think, I think there were one or two that were very similar in our top three favorite ones. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm um, actually trying to catch up on, um, two sentence horror stories on Netflix. Speak, I was, uh, speaking of animation, uh, sorry to cut that off, Betty. I was just had it in my mind. Um, I kind of mentioned it to you guys before we started recording. Uh, I watched uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Um, it is it is another animated thing that I'm happy is animated and not live action because of what they were able to do with it. It's kind of like it's kind of like how if you watch uh, Into the Spider Verse and you're like, "Wow, I'm glad this was animated because of what like the." Have you seen that one, Betty? Nope. No. Uh, I, I would I would recommend it. It's not again. It's not your typical superhero story. It has different beats to it. Um, plus, it's a great like story about a father and son situation, and I, I it's it's wonderful. I I don't know anybody that hates that movie. I really don't. Um, but one of the things for me that's important is that the way that they do the animation is very is groundbreaking because they were able to do extra things that weren't weren't done in 3D animation or traditional 3D animation the same can be said about Mitchells versus the machines 100% so that's all I was getting at it's really fucking cool but that's also if you're like into animation and the the form and the process and all that jazz oh yeah uh well, why don't we give a grade to uh, Invincible? I cannot believe I forgot the name for like half a second there. Um, and then we'll move on to whatever we want to talk about. Uh, Betty, why don't you go ahead and go first? Um, I give this episode an A plus, and overall, I have to give the whole series an A plus. I mean, it definitely blew my mind with every episode. It it was. It wasn't what I expected, and I'm glad that it wasn't what I expected. And I'm actually, I'm happy with the way it ended. 
uh, with the way they rounded out the season. And I'm looking forward to next season. I'm not sure if I actually want to read the comic right now. I, I think I want to wait and see what they do with the series and let it play itself out and then go back and read the comic, you know, cause otherwise I get pissy and confused or, you know, upset when things have changed <laughs> and wow. that's a personal flaw of mine. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, overall everything. Yeah, I get that. What about you, Maya? What would you? Oh, show's phenomenal. Uh, absolutely an A plus, you know, for this episode and for the season overall, you know, the only like not a plus episode, I would, I, I would think looking back is the one where he six. had to fight the cyborg of sewer episode six. Yeah. That one oh, wasn't no, that was as five. good as the others, but yeah. Episode five, you know, other than that, it seems like every week it just kept getting better and better and better and better and better. Uh, was, the, the pacing is wonderful. The animation is wonderful. I love how it's so spot on, like the art style in the comic. Uh, it's not your traditional super superhero story, super hoary, <laughs> super hoary. Uh, it's not your traditional superhero story. Uh, it, there are, are things that go against what you're used to, and that's what makes it fresh and great. And it's just a lot of fun. I love Kirkman's comics. You know, I've read some of Invincible, but not as much nearly as Greg has in the past week. I just read basically the first story arc. Um, so I knew a little bit about what was coming. But I like that they've switched up and added things from later on and just put them out of order to build that anticipation for the end uh, of this episode. So... Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love the musical choices that they use. Uh, it really uh, can set the tone, set the mood for what you're feeling when you're watching it. Uh, yeah. I want season two now. And sadly, I know mm -hmm. it's going to probably take at least a year, probably closer, more realistically, to you know end of 2022 before we get it. But... I'm I'm excited. Seasons two and three are greenlit. Greg, what about you? Uh, oh, without a plus. giving anything away from the yeah. comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a plus across the board. I, I, like I said, I'm a fucking stickler for really solid, good animation, and this show did a great job at not only having really unique animation throughout the entire show, but not having static backgrounds that just have cells over them. Like they actually felt like every frame was drawn from you know from front to end i know that it wasn't i know that a lot of stuff is done on computers nowadays but it, it was, was very well done very fucking well done so uh i'm excited for season two i'm excited about how um not how they're going to change the story but how they're going to change the flow of the story um i think it's going to be I'm, I'm I think it's going to be fantastic and I'm 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 just I'm so stoked for what's to come and to see everyone's reaction. And again, I don't know I don't know how what order they're going to tell things in. Um because it's different enough to where it feels like its own thing, but it's also the same. 
So that's, I think that's where it's kind of interesting, but I'm also mad at myself for having never read the comic in the first place. I went to Comic-Con in 2000, uh, 2008, 2009, still didn't fucking know about Invincible. So I, I fucking weird, but uh, yeah, um, A plus show. Like if you're not watching Invincible, what are you doing with your life? That's how I feel, honestly. Like it's, it's that good, but um, yeah. I went, I went to my local comic shop Monday. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Uh, first time I've been there since March of last year. So it was, one, wonderful to see uh, the guy that owns it, who I've been a friend with since 1995. You know, he's he's been open for 28 years now. Um, he just had his 28th anniversary sale this weekend. And I wanted to make the sale, but it didn't get to go. But uh, a friend of mine and I, we went on Monday, and my friend hasn't started watching Invincible yet, and Brian at Cavalier Comics. Hey, Brian. Um, <laughs> love his shop. Love the guy. He's just one of the nicest people. Uh, great place to do business. So if you're in the area, Wise Virginia, Cavalier Comics, check it out. Give Brian some love. Um he had been watching it. He said he had just, he and his wife had just finished episode five and he was just loving it. And my friend that I went with, he hadn't seen the first episode yet. And we're both like, what's wrong with you? Start watching it like today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of something similar to that, uh, Maya, um, our friend Mark that started playing Fall Guys with us, mm -hmm. uh, Monday night we were playing and um, he hadn't watched any of it at all. And we were like, you need to watch that. The next two days, just kind of binge the whole thing. Episode eight is already out, which is the finale. Just watch the whole thing. And he was like, all right, all right. And um, so then last night we were on, he goes, uh, yeah, I started watching it. I got about halfway through episode one. I, it, I mean, it's it's very formulaic. It's fine. And we were like, you didn't even finish episode one? He goes, no, I didn't. I was like, finish episode one. If you aren't immediately into the show after episode one, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Just because you know we're guy friends, we're fucking with them. But uh, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was, it was. I was like, how do you not finish episode one? It's so weird to me. I don't know. My sister hasn't gotten through Wandavision. She hasn't even finished episode one of that. And I'm just like, how? How have you? With all the talk that everyone has done about this fucking show and how much you say you love your superheroes, how the fuck have you not watched Wandavision yet? Seriously, I don't that's get weird. <laughs> I think she's just bucking because you know I'm like you should totally watch this. She's not used to me recommending you know superhero type movies and stuff to her. She's used to it being the other way around. My dad used to crack me up about watching superhero stuff because he um, he grew up in the uh, golden slash silver age of comics where the the uh, comics code was a thing mm -hmm. and it was good guy beats bad guy end of story so when like the movie civil war was coming out so was batman versus superman and deadpool and he's just like i hate all of this this is really dumb i don't understand why like bad why good guys have to fight each other i don't get it and i'm like because that's interesting. what happens <laughs> i was like because it's more interesting it's it's genuinely more interesting to have something unique instead of the same shit that we see time and time and time again. Um, 
And like something that I would recommend for people, and I think it's on HBO Max. I'll have to double check. But one of my favorite uh, uh, Superman comics is called Superman Red Sun. And there is a it full is on animated HBO movie. Max. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. Uh, I know All-Star Superman. All-Star Superman was on there. And that to me is one of the best superhero stories, best Superman comic story ever. Yeah, uh, All Star Superman, watch that if you haven't. It's very good. But like, if if you're tired of the same superhero stories, and you kind of want to branch out, Invincible is a great way to do that. So is the boys. But there are a lot of kind of side stories that have to do with superheroes that that already exist of characters that you already know from like maybe alternate realities or something like that, that are different, different, different enough to where it doesn't feel like the same shit. And I would say Superman, all-star Superman is that uh, red sun is that uh, death of Superman fucking sucks. The movies are better than the comics, but what the fuck ever. Um, I know I'm just talking about Superman here. There's, there's a whole story of uh, Batman in Japan, which is fucking great. Um, there aren't a whole lot of, of Marvel animated stuff. There really isn't other than like, there's a few things, but there's a few things they did, especially back in the mid two thousands and early 2010s. They did a lot of animated features, but they were like straight to video or straight to DV release. Um, like, Hulk versus Thor, and there's a Doctor right. Strange animated one. There's there's an Avengers animated one. There's a few, but they're okay. But DC, where they lack in their live action movies compared to Marvel, they absolutely slay Marvel when it comes to their animated stuff. Hundred percent. Like, I keep telling people about the uh, the Flashpoint fucking like fifteen movie lineup that you can watch. Oh, Flashpoint! Flashpoint's great. It like starts with Flashpoint and goes into like a whole slew of things that end in uh, Justice League Dark um, Apocalypse. I think it's called Apocalypse, but that story is completely different than anything you know of, of, of superheroes. That I yeah. also highly recommend. I mean, you can watch that as a standalone, but I recommend watching at least like a solid like seven of these movies just to kind of get a handle on what things happening. But, um. I get it when people say to me, like, I'm tired of the same superhero stuff. I'm tired of the same superhero shtick. I get it. I really do. Because I don't want to see the same thing. In, yeah, I don't want to see the same thing in Marvel that we saw the past 10 years. I want to see new shit. That's why I'm, I, I'm, I'm honestly excited about, about Eternals and, and Shang-Chi. Uh, I'm excited about... Um, uh, like, I don't know that I'm that excited about fucking uh, uh, Black Widow. But I'm excited about Loki. Like... I'm 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 just so happy that Marvel's kind of using its better stories that branched out from typical superhero fare to tell the new stories. So, mm-hmm. but like when Betty said uh, that you know she was reluctant on a lot of the superhero stuff because um, it was a it was a boys' club, if you will. I totally got that. I totally understood that, and it was for a very fucking long time. Yeah. But I'd say the past yeah, thankfully have been different. Yeah, thankfully there's, I mean, 
to my comic shop when I go there. And it's more than just a comic book store. Uh, I mean, there's tons of hobby stuff. Like, it's where I get all my miniature paints, my brushes, my miniatures that I paint. I get just about 98% of everything from there. Um, but, you know, there's tabletop games. There's, you know, D&D stuff. There's, uh, he sells action figures. You know, he's he's a retail, he's a comic book re retail store. A lot of things to help, uh, help keep the sales up. And he's, you know... During a pandemic, when everybody has to stay at home, his sales have skyrocketed. He can't keep things in stock. His Gundam, Gundam kits are on back order. But what the point I'm getting to is, back in the 90s, it was rare to see a, a female in the comic shop. Yeah, I used to we work in a comic shop in the 90s. <laughs> I used to work at a comic shop in the 90s, and I can count on one hand how many how many different females would come in on a regular basis. Uh, oh yeah, and that and was back a, in 94, girl, 95. As a girl walking into a comic book shop, you know, it was very much everything stopped and everyone turns around to stare at you They're because like, the female species has entered the building. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, this is dude, this is exactly this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly the stigma now. that I, I I love to break because uh, gatekeeping still exists today. Gatekeeping, yeah. of like, oh, it does, it does. Uh, like, so it's so frustrating because a lot of this stuff is fun. Whether whether it's video games, D and D, fucking comic books, it's fucking fun. And well, the, to com the, completely the, tell a whole group people point. they can't. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, the whole point I was getting at is now you go into the comic shop and it's about a 50-50 ratio yeah. of male and female in there. Uh, you know, and it's great to see uh, because there are girls are into all kinds of things. And, you know, yes, there's some that are into superheroes, but there's some that are into manga, some that are into tabletop gaming, some that, you know, love to buy figures, uh, statues, you know, it's just... It's great to see that just blending of sexes uh, or blending of gender. You know, hey, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> uh, more than one gender, more than two genders. But you know what I'm getting at is typically yeah, it's you don't nice see a lot of see a more equal representation. Wouldn't see it. And I mean, diverse, like, equal and diverse representation. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know, it's like, I think that um, our generation, you know, the the end of Gen X, we, we grew up with games. And, you know, it's like D&D &D was one of those things. It's like, you know, we, we grew up with that. And when I discovered D&D &D TikTok, I was like, holy shit, people are still doing this. I fucking love this. People are still at it. And these are, these are our kids. We've raised them, you know, it's, it's us. We're there with them, but you know, they're taking it on and it's still alive. And it's because we love games. Humans love to play games, you know I mean? And it's, it's something that, 
you're not going to see an end to it anytime soon. You know, I'm, and I'm very glad for that. I love seeing, uh, again, the D and D TikToks that I've been watching the compilations of on YouTube. It's, it's just awesome to see the younger generation and even some people, you know, my own age who are still in it and doing it. And it's like, yes, I love um, this. You know, there's hope you, for humanity yet. <laughs> have you ever seen the TikTok of uh, as a group playing D and D? It was like one person acting out every role, but it was audio from a D and D podcast or what the fuck ever. And uh, the DM goes like, um, you know, you enter the room and you can't really see anything. And so one of the guys says, like, he turns on a lantern or a torch or something like that, and he rolls a he rolls a specific dice to see how bright it'll be or whatever. And oh, it was, I think it was a it was a wizard, and he was turning on his staff to light up the room. And he succeeds, and he says, uh, uh, "What's you know what's on each wall?" And the DM says, "Oh, you know, there's nothing on each wall; it's just brick. But on the far end wall, you see, you just see the words, I'm hungry.'" And uh, they're all kind of like, I'm hungry. And then the girl, she goes, hi, hungry, I'm dead. And the DM just goes, you just fucking solved my puzzle. Oh, wow. His <laughs> puzzle was a dad joke. <laughs> and they just start fucking laughing. And uh, so I was like, that's fuck, that's really clever. Because it as it, as it is a dad joke and kind of silly, it also like, I guess in the roundabout sort of way, like it would if you're thinking from a D and D perspective, that would have taken you a while to figure out there would have been conversations and stuff, but <laughs> jokingly said that. And he was like, you just solved my puzzle. A door opened. Yeah. So, but yeah, D and D TikTok is fucking fantastic with a bunch oh, of clips that are hilarious. It is. These people, they make me laugh, you know, and cause I, you know, I have memories of playing and, how much fun it was and I know what they're talking about. I love the fact that I don't know what's happened with bards, but they have evolved into being dragon fuckers. This is hilarious. Every fucking bard thing, they are seducing dragons left and right. I'm like, what is up, donkey? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think someone someone explained why that was that why that became a thing. And it was like uh, a guy had a story about his bard, like them fighting a dragon and his bard tried seduce. And it, it was like a nat 20. And uh, he was just like, all right, you seduce the dragon. What do you want to do? And he was like, I want to fuck it. And the DM was like, you can't fuck the dragon. He's like, yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> so, Don't uh, tell just, me I can't. <laughs> it just kind of exploded from there because a bunch of people are like, I've had a bard There's do somewhat similar things. <laughs> There's this movie on Amazon's Prime Video, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, the name of it, but it's about a group of D&D gamers. They're, they're playing Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's like they're it's coming to life the way they're playing, and the bard is, you know, it's a horny bard, and he mm -hmm. always dies, but he shows back up in every battle. And like here he is again with a different costume. <laughs> and That's and trying to, I'll I'll look up the name of it here in just a second. Uh, Have you ever seen uh, Dan Harmon's? It's funny um, that we. Uh, Good. Uh, Have you ever seen that? Uh, uh, oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever seen Dan Harmon's? Uh, uh, 
D and D show that he had where they animated like the 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 session. It was on Verve. Um, no. it's, I think it's called. Oh, this Harmony is called Quest. the movie, by the way. What's it? The movie is called The Gamers Dwelling. No. And it was made uh, back in 2008. But it's free to watch on Amazon Prime. The Gamers Dorkness Rising. Dorkness Rising. Oh, I think I've seen that. So, it looks it's, like the only way you can watch... Sorry, go it, ahead. I'm, I'm Greg, to... you'll love it. What I'm saying is it's cheesy as fuck. You would absolutely love oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, you love that cheese factor. I do love that cheese factor. This was a constant fucking argument about uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. Like people who don't really enjoy kind of cheesiness and and stupid silliness in their movies did not like uh, Mortal Kombat. Because everyone's just like, well, the guy who plays Cole is a bad actor. And I'm like, yeah, and it's hilarious. Well, the... The the like there's really cheesy moments. I just hated that character. I just hated. I couldn't stand the Cole character. I thought he was a throwaway character. I'm like, you make him the main character when you have such a huge roster to pull from. You just completely create someone new. Why point of that? And he was boring. I thought Kano was where it was at. Kano was the fucking movie for me. Kano was funny, but But there are a lot of things. Kano was awesome. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Like, when somebody says to me that the scene with Kung Lao and his fatality and what he says... That was awesome. His line is fucking hilarious. How people don't find it funny is beyond me. The other thing that kills me is that, like... uh, uh, And we kind of had this conversation, but people who've watched Fast and the Furious and laugh at it and and watch the cheesiness and then watch Mortal Kombat and they didn't laugh at the cheesiness. I was like, I, I'm I am flabbergasted. Have you played the game? I mean, how could you have grown up playing that game and not understand the full on fucking cheesiness of it? I don't know. I mean, how many times did you sit in front of a scream and a screen and scream, finish him, you know, and just laugh with your friends? I mean, I did. The first that meme I shared the other day, it's like all you dudes out here complaining about the Mortal Kombat movie, yet you don't know how to fur. Yeah. You're not aware yeah. of that. Yep. Hmm? Say that again. You cut out for me. I didn't hear the punchline to that. I'm complaining about the Mortal Kombat movie, yet. All these dudes out here complain about the Mortal Kombat movie, yet they don't know how to finish her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All I all I heard was uh, all these dudes complaining about the Mortal Kombat movie don't. And then Betty was like, "Oh, that's yeah, hilarious." I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> Goddamn internet. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> there was a girl. There's a girl that I watch on on TikTok because she talks about um, the Marvel movies and the Star Wars movies that she loves them, but she doesn't ignore the problematic nature of a lot of them and uh she like one of her things was she she talked about um how age of ultron really shows off joss whedon's creepiness <laughs> in a yeah. lot of <laughs> and uh it was pretty funny but um she 
she was talking about Mortal Kombat and that she fucking loved it because it was so silly and stupid and ridiculous and it was just fun in that regard. And um, uh, and somebody in the comments was like, yeah, it's just as silly and fun as the Fast and the Furious movies. And her response was, is that what people get out of the Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> All the fucking comments were just, yes. Who watches those seriously? <laughs> Yeah, again, I'm with her. I did not know this until you. I thought that these were supposed to be serious movies, and first, I was like, oh, God. The first three <laughs> are definitely meant to be taken seriously. Uh, it starts I with know four. people that do take them seriously. That's fucking dumb. Um, it's four and on that I think are best because they have some of the best cheesy corny moments. One of my favorites is when the rock is introduced into the series and early on in the movie, he gets his arm broken. So for the rest of the film, he's in a cast at the end of the film. When the climax is happening, he literally, and I'm not joking, flexes the fucking cast off his arm and then says, daddy's got to go to work. How is that not fucking amazingly hilarious? I, it's so good. And this is what I was trying to say, Maya. Like, I could give two fucks about cars as well. I don't follow car culture. But Fast and the Furious is so much fucking fun because it's so dumb. Like, you don't have to be into cars to enjoy the silliness of fat. Like, my, one of my favorite moments is the fucking 22-mile-long runway. I think it's a number six. Uh, the reason I say that is because there's a whole scene where a plane is trying to take off, but they're literally tethering it to the ground with cars. Um, they're going as fast as the plane needs to go to take off. And the scene is like 20 minutes long. <laughs> so somebody did the math and they were like, that's a 22 mile hour runway or 22 mile runway. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I love it so mm -hmm. goddamn much. Mm -hmm. And they just keep upping the, the, the silliness factor. Um, uh, that's why there's a running joke that the next one they announce it'll be in space. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. At the end of the fucking trailer that just came out for Fast Nine or for F9, has a fucking rocket booster on the back of a car, and they fly out of a plane with it. Yeah, they're going to oh space. God. Yeah, they're going to space. Like all right. I just I I cannot stress. I'm gonna watch like, any of them. I know you're not, you weirdo. <clears throat> uh, here's the thing: is I watched one, and I really liked one when I was younger. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, and then I watched two when that came out, and I was like, that was kind of dumb. And then I watched uh, or Tokyo Drift, and I was like, this franchise went down the hill real fucking quick. So I didn't watch any of them after three. I just didn't think they were going to be good movies. And it wasn't until my friend Andy, it was like around the time that seven was coming out. And he was like, no, we have to watch all of them at my house. We have to like watch all of them drink Coronas. I was like, okay, I'll come hang out. And he got, he tried to get other people to join. Nobody showed up. It was just me and him. So we watched one and I'm like, okay, it's still a solid movie. The, the bad acting is there clearly. And I just wasn't, I was blind to it as a kid or a younger person. And, uh, and then Two, why? Well, we watched two, and I was like, "All right, Tyrese is kind of funny in this one. I get why people like it." And then three, I watched three again, and I'm like, "I don't know how people like this movie. It's just kind of boring." And then, um, and then we watched four, and I went, well, "Hold on, are they trying to make this like just a high budget action film?" And then five, five is where it really started with the over the topness. 
And um, that's the one where they drive the uh, the bank safe through through a city with two cars attached to it. Holy shit, dude! It's so fucking over the top. And then it sounds just keeps, like it. It just keeps <laughs> ramping it up. Honestly, it's so it's so fucking funny. Uh, the recent one that came out, or the the technically the most recent one, is Hobbs and Shaw, which is the Rock and Jason Statham character from the Fast franchise. Um, that one's even more over the top because Ildris Elba is in it, and he has a suit that makes him a superhero. He has a suit that makes him a superhero. So we're going there, huh? Oh, we're going there. Fuck it. I love it. I love it so much. I cannot stress this enough. I just kill it with fire. Have you guys ever seen the movie Crank or Crank 2 for that matter? I've Jason seen Statham? bits of it. Gave a shit. Oh my God. <laughs> well, have you seen Dead Snow? Uh, I've heard of it. I have not watched that one. Oh my God. Greg, if you love B movies, you need to watch Dead Snow movie was fucking hilarious. You know, I think Isn't the second one was about Nazi good. zombies. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It great. <laughs> it is so good. I, I laughed they, uh, my ass off because my friend recommended it to me and I thought this was going to be some serious Dutch movie or some shit. And then I started watching it. I, I could not stop laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, you if you love B movies, um, you definitely have to see Dead Snow. Speaking of speaking of Dead Snow and zombies, uh, the other one that I still need to watch that I really want to is Iron Sky. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it. I have not seen it. It's Nazis on the Moon. Oh yeah, I actually have seen that. Yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I have. I heard it's. I heard it's. I heard it's pretty like B movie esque. It is yes, you will love it. You will absolutely love it. It's been a minute, but yeah, we watched that around the beginning of the pandemic. Again, my friend Matt, he y'all would meet him, y'all would love him. He's awesome. He introduces me to a lot of fun things, and that was definitely one of them. I was like, What the fuck? Nazis on the moon? <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is amazing. Oh well, by itself. I oh I fucking love the movie. I think the reason that I love them is because you can just kind of enjoy them without thinking like they're just silly. And you're just like, this is fun. This is just dumb fun. Um, one of the things that is, uh, that, that, that's why I miss TFO so much. Um, I will say this though. One of the things that I hate most about like old school seventies B movies or grindhouse movies is the fact that they were like, well, we have 70 minutes of a plot. So we have to fill in the other 20 minutes with just, I don't know, long highway shots or just long fucking B-roll shots. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. Maybe please. some boobs, you know, uh, throw some boobs, boobs in there for good measure. Boobs are good. Boobs are fine. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I feel like good. That, I just, I, that dead snow is definitely up there. Uh uh, I don't I know it. if people were supposed to take Noah as a funny movie, but I sure as fuck did. Uh, <laughs> Noah, what is that one? Uh, the one where they had like fairies and giants and, you know, he was building the ark. Yeah, it was about Noah, the Bible character. It was the most recent one that they did. It was so funny. 
I oh, laughed my ass off this entire movie. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably like that's. I think I talked about this a while back. The best B movies or the best movies in that fashion are the ones made in earnest. And I, what I mean by that is. If they went in making this movie, trying to make a good movie, they weren't trying to make like, that's why I hate a lot of the uh, asylum films, like the, 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 uh, the mock-ups or like uh, Sharknado and stuff like that, because those are not made in earnest. Those are made to be B movies. And I don't find them as funny. I feel like they're just trying too hard and they're contrived, but then you have things like, uh, I, I can't remember the title, but it was like Abraham Lincoln Zombie Killer or something like that. The Vampire fucking Hunter. writer and director, the writer and director of that, was like, "No, I was trying to make a legitimately fun movie. I wasn't trying to make it silly and B movie ish." What you think was gonna well, it was happen? Based on a book. Uh, well, you have um, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That's based on a book. Uh, you also had the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, there were a couple of other ones that tried to branch out and that kind of thing. And it just, it doesn't work for everything. You know, yeah. there's certain things that it does work for. It works well, but it's not something you can just stick on any old, you know, you can't just be like a Christmas Carol and zombies, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> one of my, like one of my favorite tiny Tim's getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's take him out first. He ain't gonna make it with the rest of us. He can't run. <laughs> people, people have asked me what's the difference. That might between be the episode title: Tiny, Tiny Tim's getting fucked up. <laughs> uh, somebody asked me like, what's the difference between a, a B movie that's fun and uh, just a bad movie? And I'm like, okay, uh, let's take the movie Bright on Netflix. That could have been a great boo movie, but they tried too hard to make it a good movie, and now it's just a bad movie. <laughs> That's yeah. the difference. It was a bad movie, but I loved the world that they created, and I wanted to see yeah. it as a series with different leads than it would have been a better animated show got. for sure. I just thought well, the premise was brilliant. I just hated the execution. You know, the difference, I think, between a good B-movie and just a bad movie is, are you genuinely laughing during it? Or are you just sitting there going, oh, my God, this is fucking stupid? Or are you laughing going, oh, my God, this is fucking stupid? It's, you know, because it's hilarious, not just because I it's think, fucking stupid. But I think that definitely depends on the person to person. Because from my experience, like take someone like Michelle... Um, a lot of a lot of great B movies she can't stand. It doesn't make her laugh. Um, when she goes like, let's say Fast and the Furious, which I don't really call B movie per se. It's more of like um, I don't even know what to fucking classify it under. But she enjoys those movies because she doesn't take them seriously. To then I tell her like, hey, maybe don't take fucking uh, the um, which is one of my favorite fucking. B movies is uh, the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. So it's so much fun because it's so bad. No, it's not. um, Oh, it's horrible. See, this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what I was meaning by that, Betty is that I fucking love that thing because it's so bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, Maya doesn't like one of my fondest memories as a kid, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) 
because I love Ewoks, man. Ewoks, <laughs> my Ewoks favorite part in. of the whole st- Star Wars universe is the freaking Ewoks. Ewoks aren't so, in the uh, Christmas special. They weren't in that. No, there was one the, TV uh, special uh, that they had Ewoks uh, in. There was a TV. I remember well, they watching had two Ewoks. Made for TV, e- they had two made-for-TV Ewok movies, Caravan of Courage and the uh, Defense That's of Endor. I, okay, yeah, I Battle remember seeing those Battle when I was Endor. little. Yeah, oh, I remember stop. seeing those when I was little. Because uh, uh, I've seen Christmas all those Disney you know, originals. I wish the yeah. fucking Christmas special was on Disney+. Plus. Um, no, the, the Christmas special was... Uh, it was made very quickly and it was made actually before it was after it was only, it was this literally the second star Wars thing ever made. Um, yeah. And it was, uh, it was about the uh, yeah. Chewbacca's family on, on uh, Kashyyyk. Well, they didn't even call it Kashyyyk at the time. I don't believe, but um, he, uh, he's supposed to go there for life day and him and Han are running late. So it goes to the family of Ewoks to which all they do is communicate and growl <laughs> and growls and, and fucking roars. Uh, while at the same time, like there's no subtitles for the audience. They didn't have subtitles back then. Uh, it was it was so it's so fucking funny. And then later, like the Empire shows up. There's a whole there's a whole musical number with B. Arthur. Uh, oh my god, there's so much to enjoy about it. I I the animated love it. the animated debut. The animated Boba Fett. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The first appearance of Boba Fett, which that was is his first actual appearance. I uh, it, but that's the thing is that like I am Boba Fett <laughs> smacking that thing. I, I and thousands of other people find so much enjoyment in that absolute fucking piece of shit. But then you have a bunch of other people who don't find enjoyment at all on it, and so I think that saying like what makes a good B movie versus what's you know what's a bad B movie is it's all in the eye of the beholder. Right. And, oh yeah. Uh, but what I will say to that is, the 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 one rule that I do have is that the thing had to be made in earnest. If it if it was made to be a B movie, it's not gonna be that good. In, to me, it's just too obvious. So that's why I think I really like stuff that was that they really tried hard to make and do a good thing. So what is Snowpiercer to you? I haven't watched Snowpiercer, so I could tell you. Oh, please do and get back to me. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, cause that movie just was a whole lot of what the fuck. This is so weird, and I can't stop watching it. You know? I, hear, I hear the show that came out is actually better than the movie, but I don't know. The movie was made by um, the same guy who did uh, Parasite. So. Yeah, I mean it was just, just yeah. Watch it and get back to me because I'd love to hear what you had to say about that. Because that maybe just like, wow, yeah. I that love was, Parasite I mean, as well. I thought Parasite was great. So. Oh, Parasite is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was dying during that. I mean, just every scene, just the tension, and you're just like, ah. <laughs> it was great. So yeah, Snowpiercer, you definitely I can't believe you haven't seen that. Definitely watch that. 
There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I, I, there was a whole period of my time or my life where I should probably last like six years actually, where I just didn't watch a whole lot of movies. Um, when I was, uh, when I was working at Walmart, literally my friend and I would go and see a new movie every week, every single week. Uh, maybe two, if there was two movies that came out, but like we saw fucking everything. And I really would like to go back to that. Cause a, I love going to the theater and B I love watching movies. But, you know, also the past few years have been kind of shitty for me to watch things in my room because it's either on my laptop, my phone, or that shitty fucking 19-inch uh, um, uh, monitor I had that didn't have loud enough sound. So now that I have this 32-inch, I actually want to catch up on a lot of movies that I may have missed over the past few years. Yeah, but, I'm um, not a big fan of theaters cool. personally. Um, I do like the newer ones that are coming out with the much nicer seating and stuff. And that's crazy. Oh, that you have have no, no, we we machines. got a couple of we got a couple of over out ones. We got one that's super nice that I love going to over there at uh, the was it Betty the uh, top of exit? What's it called? The Pinnacle. Yeah, the Pinnacle is awesome. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, and again, it. they have such nice seating. They have like you know mm -hmm. you can get your own drink and you can get slushies. And the same for the Kingsport Theater too. You know, I mean, I was really surprised what they'd done with that. But every, for every the most theater. part, I like every being able to sit at home and watch movies yeah. because that way, if I need to pee, I can pause it. Because I can't pause it in the theater, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And uh, you know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I like being able to just chill out on my couch and watch a movie and be able to talk about it and laugh about it while it's going on. You know, cause we do a lot of that. So we watched, um, I don't know if you guys watched it. Stowaway came out last um, week on Netflix. Um, it's real. No. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing, but it was good. It had Anna Kendrick in it and um, Tony Collette. And um, I can't remember a couple other people. Yeah, it's a oh. story about like a, a stowaway on a mission to Mars, and they only have enough uh, supplies and oxygen for four people, but there's now five three. on the ship, so they have no. There's there's four people on the ship, and they only have enough for three. And then oh, it okay, gets okay. to the point where they only have enough for two, so something needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, and woo, woo. Yeah, I woo. heard about that. I think I heard about that through uh, through TikTok actually. There it was, was a, there actually was a... really good. It wasn't that involved or detailed, but it was actually really, really good. And I was even very happy with the ending. I, I thought it was beautiful. I was like, oh, I like that. It's very ambiguous, but I liked it. So, you know. There was another movie I learned through TikTok that I'm going to avoid like the plague, but it sounds like a fantastic film. Um, and I'll, I'll explain why in a minute here. But the story is of um, it's called Father or The Father. And it's a uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays the dad of this family, and um, throughout the movie, he's just living alone. He gets visited by random people that he doesn't recognize, but they always say that they're his son or his daughter or something to that effect. And the house keeps changing, items keep moving around, uh, things are very confusing and don't make a lot of sense. And that's because you're looking at it from his perspective as he goes through Alzheimer's disease. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I can't like it sounds. We're it sounds like with that personally, I don't. I don't think I could handle that movie right now because dealing with yeah, Jeff's mom, 
you know, it's like when I went over there yesterday, within 30 minutes, 30 seconds time of asking me where Jeff was, she was asking again, well, where's Jeff? Is he okay? And I'm like, yeah, honey, he's fine. He's at work. You know, I came and brought you your lunch and make sure you're going to take your pills and feed your animals and stuff, you know, and she'll ask the same question as many times as she can. And you can't get mad. You know, it no. can get frustrating, but you can't get mad. You just have to answer it. It's like having a toddler, but it's a grown person. And it it's sad. It's sad. It it's is. Uh, very sad. And I watched my grandma go through that. And, you know, we would we came over to her house one time to, I'll never forget this as long as I live, but we went there to um, do all of her uh, yard work because she just couldn't do it on her own. Yeah. And uh, every 30 minutes she'd walk outside and ask we had, if we had lunch yet. Yeah. We went inside and she had made like fucking 12, 13 sandwiches or something like that. Yeah. She just, she just, it was, it, it, it was like, and there were so many moments like that. It was just really bad. And I remember, uh, I remember how awful it was for everybody. And I remember like how it just, it, it's, it's, it's bad. And I, rem uh, recently there was a game that came out, um, called, uh, um, uh, oh my God, it's, drawn a blank on it but the idea it's a side-scrolling game and your job is you're a fairy man or a fairy person the character is ambiguous um intentionally uh to where uh they have to find uh spirits that have like their their physical body has died and now their their spiritual form is just kind of lost and you have to help them finish things in there that they had that they want to finish so that way they can go to the afterlife um it's a very cute game it's very nice heartwarming um however there's a whole character um who's this elderly uh because th that's the thing that, that their spirit takes the form of an animal so there's like there's a um there's a mole there's a oh i remember you were talking about this yeah, I'm trying to blank on the fucking name. It starts with an F. But the old lady, she's a, a groundhog or or a, a hedgehog or something like that. But you start to do her story, and you're taking her to places, and you're solving the puzzle to get her to you know want to go to closer to the afterlife. And it got to this whole part where it tells her as a human and that she had Alzheimer's. And I was like, I can't do this. I literally started crying, and I just haven't finished the game. <laughs> I had to walk yeah. away. <laughs> so I understand. I could not watch that movie, but it sounds like a good movie. Like Anthony Hopkins is a great actor, and to tell that horrible disease in that fashion sounds like it would be a really well done movie. I just can't do it. <laughs> I yeah, just can't I do mean it, that's so. the thing. You know, it's so hard being the survivor on you know the caretaker, the the person on the outside. And I can't imagine what it's like being the person going through it, you know, and, and yeah, it's, gonna be it, terrifying. it's, it's got to be. And yeah, it's, I, I'm sure it's absolutely mind blowingly, beautifully well done, but I don't know if emotionally I could handle that. Absolutely. Not yeah. right now. There was uh uh, that's I think that's the weirdest thing about my mom, by the way, is that with this family tragedy, she'll still watch murder mysteries or she'll oh, watch things too. or like a true crime stories where similar things happened. And I'm like, 
I get this is a security blanket, but it's very strange to me. <laughs> I, I trust me, I know, but it is a female thing. I don't know why we do it. We just love to be told all the different ways that we can be killed by other people, or how we I, you can know, kill other people if we feel I like know. we need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> get away with it, um, you know. This is where she uh, fucked up. Let me tell you how I would have done it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I still remember her during the Capitol riots when uh, they were happening and I put it on her TV and I was like, holy shit, look at this. And she was like, and then like fucking 15, 20 minutes later, she goes, Greg, I can't watch this anymore. It's stressing me out. And literally turns it to, I think, ID. And mm -hmm. you hear like, and then they found her severed, her severed head in the elevator or some <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, Christ on a cracker. I know. Is, I was like, I, when I discovered Skinned this weekend, and I've been watching and going through their videos, and it's it's all about people who have died under mysterious circumstances or people who are murderers, and the videos are just fascinating. The music is fascinating, and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I such a dark person and still so nice? It just boggles my mind. <laughs> I don't understand yeah, why. Why am I fascinated with this so much? But I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't kill anybody. But it fascinates right. me, you know. <laughs> well, I can't say I wouldn't kill anybody. There are certain people I probably would if I could get away with it. But I think that stands true for most people. So, <laughs> true, true. um, well, on that note. Yeah, yeah. We have to, we have <laughs> it is. It is I'm getting a dark little girl. In a minute. <laughs> um, well, everybody, uh, that's. I think it's going to do us. Do it. That's going to do it for us this week. Jesus, why am I saying this so weird? Hold on. How do I have that written? I think that's going to do it for us today. There we go. That's how I normally say it. Um, next week we're just going to do an uninhibited. We're just going to have a discussion. I don't know about what. We'll figure that out. Um, Maybe but we'll if... talk about what the greatest empire in history was. <laughs> well, I don't know <laughs> enough about that. Uh, that was a fun little conversation with my dad, though. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys have a topic that you want us to to talk about or, or a question you want to ask us to get our opinion on it, uh, make sure you follow us on the social medias, which are down below, and that's where you can contact us. Uh, maybe even leave a comment on whatever you're listening to this on as well. Like we'll see it, we'll know it and we'll answer it or we'll talk about it. If that's something that you're interested in. Um, make sure you also check out the Teespring. If you like some merch, we still have a lot of stuff there. We're going to have more stuff coming out. So make sure you check that out. Um, and all proceeds of that go right into the podcast. Um, as far as I know right now. So uh, right, Maya. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, go give a thumbs up, a like. Uh, I thought well, that is a like. A uh, subscribe and um, a comment on our YouTube stuff. We publish um, the new episode every time we do this. It's the video version. You can see our faces. Um, and and yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, it helps the algorithm. It helps us grow. So and it's free to you. Uh. But yeah, if you like what this show's doing, um, go do that for us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it that I have written here. Maya, where folks can find where can folks find you? I am fucking that up today. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find me on Facebook online. Um, it's a public profile under my regular name. 
If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so. They're linked to my profile. Uh, a few other shows. I'm also on two other podcasts each week. Well, three one week and two the next. But every other Wednesday on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called Figabangin', uh, where we review action figures uh, live. It's about an hour long. We cut a lot of jokes. It's fun. And then every... Hopefully, uh, Friday night live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Although, turns out my town, the internet is the circuits overloaded on the node that I'm on. Too many customers, and it's slowing it down and killing my upload speed. So we haven't been able to go live. Uh, we've had to go pre-recorded, so that sucks. But that's Nerd Life Syndicate, and that is every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Those are the places that you me, and that's that. Uh, Betty, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook at Betty Badger Ogletree, and they can find me on Twitter at, at Bright Betty. And if you decide to friend me on Facebook, please send me a message and let me know who you are because I get a lot of friends' requests from a lot of people, and I don't tend to just straight up accept just anybody. So if you're you're watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, and you're like, hey, I want to friend her, by all means, just shoot me a message and let me know who you are so I don't think you're a creepy stalker and put you on a block list or something. <laughs> and what about you, Greg? Uh, you can find me on so all – you can. Wow. Oh my god. You can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. Uh, you can find me doing stuff with Anthony via Mission Start. Uh, we're going to be doing, uh, again, our, our quarterly podcast. And um, he's been uploading a lot of stuff from the past that you can check out. Uh, a lot of it's fun. Uh, Maya was there back in that day. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening again next week. Just an inhibited. So don't have to watch anything to join us. Just come have fun with us. Um, and in case you forgot, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate, protect trans youth. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, and polypops, everyone. Take care, everybody. <laughs>